Hello, Michigan State fans, and welcome back to the seventh edition of the 2021 Press Quarters podcast. So far, we are we are keeping with our doing more podcasts than MSU uh, has wins uh, theme here, staying ahead by half a podcast, I guess, uh, depending on what happens this weekend against Indiana. Uh, joined as always with Ronnie Plaz- by Ronnie Plazinski. Ronnie, uh, welcome again, welcome back, and um, I think. You know, now MSU sitting at six and zero has their first rivalry game of the year against the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, two more on their way, um, and and I think you've, you said this, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, it's nice that the game that that every game is starting to matter, and it's okay. You start getting nervous about games that you were maybe you know looking at. Okay, it's a toss up. You win, great. If not, you got a few more chances to get to six and six. All of a sudden, you have a top ten rating. You have a uh, potentially a two weeks away from an undefeated versus undefeated Michigan Michigan State game. Um, first time I don't know since whenever nineteen forty eight or whatever since that happened. Um, how you feeling? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Though that I mean, you <laughs> set you set the stage uh, quite nicely there. Yeah. No, I mean, it, you know, it matters when I'm texting you like Sunday morning, like, hey. <laughs> Like, what do you think about, you know, Peyton Thorne and Connor Cook and their, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm nervous. So, you know, it matters. And that's a really nice change, as you said, Um, you know, really impressed with the Rutgers victory. And we'll talk about it. But, I, you know, I really like what the team did. Still a lot to clean up. But, I mean, I think they just keep getting better in a lot of aspects of the game. And on the whole macro level, like you said, I mean, the games keep mattering. This game now becomes the most important on the schedule. Um because it's so important to get to that bye week undefeated, the national hype that will continue to, you know, grow behind Michigan State, you know, continue to build with Mel Tucker. You lose this game, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, a fluke. And I remember, this is a game we looked at it as a probable loss before the season. I, if you went yeah. back to our first episode and, you know, now after looking at Indiana going over the, you know, it's, it's a game that I think we should win, but it's not something someone the team can, you know, take lightly. The positive with beating Rutgers – was that it wasn't perfect. Um, I mean, offense in the first half maybe, but it wasn't perfect. There were things to clean up, and, and Michigan State lost Indiana by, you know, a zillion points last year, 24 to nothing. There is motivation for these guys. There is building excitement, and it seems like everyone bought in. And it's really something interesting Peyton Thorne said this week, and I, I, it was an interesting quote. He said that there's no hostages on this team. And, and what that means is everyone who, who, who is here wants to be here, and I, I really do think that's important, and I don't think that's the case everywhere around the country. Uh, you know, everyone is bought in. It looks like the team is really building behind each other, and it's good because the team is led by a group of humble, humble guys, whether that be Peyton Thorne, whether that be Kenneth Walker, Jaden Reed. It looks like they're, they're you know, guys who are leading, you know, Henderson, guys who are leading, guys who work hard. And there's a lot of positive going into this game, a lot of things that built around the program. It's just a very exciting time. So I am over the moon. I'm reading, you know, Mandel's college football playoff predictions. I am pumped. So, yes, things are going great. I'm sure oh boy. you're going to – I'm not saying we're going to the college football playoff. We are absolutely not. But it's fun to dream for another day. Andrew, how are you? How are you feeling about everything? I know we've talked, you know, throughout the week. How is, how is the feeling? And overall, what did you think about the, uh, the Rutgers performance? Well, I, I think – Look at this point in the season. Conference road wins are conference road wins. I, I, I actually respect Rutgers as a, as a, a team that is. It's not a pushover. It's not a gimme. 
Um, they certainly gave Michigan all they could handle a couple of weeks back um, for whatever that's worth. Uh, but look, you know, Rutgers is a team that you could definitely see being six and six at year end or at least five and seven and say, hey, look, that that wasn't the easiest game to win. Um, I, I think this team is honestly a bit tired. This is going to be their seventh. That was their sixth straight game. It's upcoming games number seven. Look at me. I can do math. Um, but college football starts to wear on you and it wears on a roster. And one of the things I've been very impressed with is the number of players that Tucker has used throughout the year. I mean, I would be shocked if, if we don't average 50 players reporting in during a game. Okay. Um, on average, um, I haven't looked, looked at the participation charts, but between the special teams and the defense, I mean, you know, you get 11 people on defense. I think they play 23 defenders a game you know you play 11 you play 11 d linemen you play play at least three or four uh linebackers you know that's 15 right there and you're playing you know geez at least three corners and and uh two nickels you know that's how you that's how you build depth um not just build depth but sustain the level of um of play that they have but even still you, you said that Rutgers was far from a perfect performance, except maybe the first half for the offense. Well, the offense definitely did not have a perfect first half. Um, you had a center with a bad snap that led to a field goal for Rutgers. You had a horrible botched attempted field goal um, at that's, the at the end of the oh, first drive. Yeah, that, that was that was miserable. I, I think I think that's something that's really good you hit on um, the Mel Tucker's. First time, I think his clock management and the Ugh. kind of sloppiness of, especially on you know we've we've you know very much put special teams up as this like pinnacle the last two weeks. It was probably the worst it's been under Mel Tucker, and, and it was kind of just it was concerning to see, especially the end of the second the second uh, quarter, the the mismanagement of the clock. And I, I don't like Shiano; I think he's pretty smug, but he obviously got under their skin with the timeouts and blocked field goal we're obviously having snapping issues uh, i i agree that there was some imperfection especially in special teams but man that first half performance by peyton thorne Jaden reed Jalen naylor uh, i don't know man that's that's as close to perfect from a receiver wide receiver combination that i've seen in a long time yeah i mean look you, you, you naylor sets a stadium record beats you know beats larry fitzgerald's record um, he was good he was and- good he was a good. He was insane. Player. I mean, he, he, yeah. he was. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. I know. I mean, yeah, That's what I'm pretty, saying. It's crazy. He was, yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty good at football. He actually broke Charles Rogers' uh, consecutive touchdown game record. R.I.P. Charles. Yeah, R.I.P. Charles. I went to school with him, um, and so um, the uh, makes me old. Um, look. This offense, and I've seen people, some folks from opposing fan bases denigrate MSU's success, saying, oh, they're, you know, they, if they don't hit big plays and, you know, that their offense really bogs down. I'm like, well, wow, that's, that's, that's shocking. You mean, you mean if you what don't. What an amazing if, concept. If you, wow. You, you mean if you take away all the good things someone does that they're not good? Okay. You're right. You know what? No, no, you're right. State doesn't gain four to six yards on every single play and march down the field in 14 consecutive successful offensive plays every time. Cause you know what, if they did that, they'd call us plotting and then would talk about how there's no explosiveness on state's roster. So you can kindly have a seat with the rest of the teams that have a loss and loss column, because that's all I got to say about that. 
Um, no, I, I get a little feisty about that. You know, I, I certainly think state has its flaws. I'm thrilled with the season two so far. I feel like every game, not only is just a must win, but is a can lose, you know, except for maybe, I think at this point, you know, Purdue and Maryland are both much closer to, you know, sure wins. Um, but what you saw against Rutgers, is actually a sign of, of a much improved roster. And by that, I mean, I don't think state played. It's a, a great game. Not at all. And they won by 18 on the road. I mean, I, we were talking about, you know, nitpicks and things change. You know, the second half offense bogged down for most of the day. The, the return games couldn't – now, Rutgers actually has the, arguably the best punter in the country. And they did um, – and we did – they did – I thought they angled out of bounds and did not let Reed have a lot of opportunity, no. which was smart. And we had talked about it. People were going to start doing that. And they did it, which makes sense. They did it, but they but unlike what we were talking about last week um, – that didn't result in um, short punts. No, no, <laughs> kept, it did not. Kept, kept pinning inside the three, you know, the five, the the seven, the twelve, or whatever, until you know Walker breaks. You know, really has a back breaking run. Shades of Jeremy Langford. I mean, oh, the handshake the too. Timing. I I think the handshake might be the coolest thing I've seen in a Michigan might, State uniform. I was so pumped. You know, the thing that I love about, I mean, there's a lot I love right now about the, being six and zero. Oh, um, they're somehow winning with swagger without it being arrogant. Yes. Does that make sense? No, like, it does like make a hundred percent. It makes a hundred percent. Yes. There's one of the things I, one of the things I noted right away with D'Antonio when he took over was that he kind of calmed down a, a relatively wild roster. Cause I was in school then I could tell you that. Um, and, and got, got folks, um, like I said, I was in school for the end of John L. Smith. I, I wasn't there for D'Antonio. I graduated. But um, Tucker seems to have kind of a similar effect in that he's got the talent focused, but playing within itself. Yes. Um, I'm not seeing excessive celebration penalties. Um, you know, I thought the – we can talk about this a little bit. I thought the personal fouls on Panishuk were garbage. Yeah, I thought that, absolutely that garbage. Was, that, that's not well, that one was on Slade. The one on Panishuk was terrible. Then the one on Slade, like that's just a football play. I, I don't know what's just, going on. Yeah, it's silly. That was silly. The one with Panishuk though hurt because he's someone that I've actually really, really disliked because he would. I mean, not, not that I dislike him. You've done a one, you've done a one eighty on him from no 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 no. Not 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 like that, but he he makes the boneheaded play, right? He's usually the one that makes the roughing the passer or the excessive celebration uh, on the defense. He's usually the one that was a little wild. Remember, he was the one that quit when Chuck Bola was was gone and then came yes. back and all this other stuff. And he's kind of a wild loose cannon. So when I saw that at first and it said, "Oh, like um, you know, late hit out of bounds," I uh, I was like, "Oh, come on, of course it's him," you know. Then I saw it and I was like, "Man." That's someone that took Tucker's words to heart, actually is trying to do what he's supposed to do, and he still got flagged for it. And I thought you could see how upset he was. He took himself out of the game because he was going crazy. Yeah, he was so frustrated went, at, right after the because they got a second one, and I think he thought it was on him at first. And he did take he did. Again. And that co- and that cost us points. I mean, that was a really that was I mean, yeah. that was we were getting off the gave field. Him, gave him gave him a field goal. Yeah. Gave him a I field mean, goal. Not that it ended up mattering, but those things can matter in bigger games. And that that was really frustrating. One thing I, I did think, like I, I like what you said about this, this the they're not arrogant and they seem to really like each other. But one thing really important in this game that I thought was, and it, it is Rutgers, and everyone was like, "Oh, you should kill Rutgers," and obviously Rutgers is much better than they were three years ago. One thing, and I thought 
they ran the ball quite well on Rutgers. I mean, I know that you got the 95 yard run really makes the stats look good, but no, that was a, that was a team that see, has absolutely shut that they shut down Michigan. They've done a good job against the run outside of Ohio State. Right. I thought it was really nice that we saw runs. There was you know chunks of seven, eight, you know, nine yards for Walker. He had some big run. That's a really positive thing. I feel better about Michigan State's offensive line. I feel better about Michigan State's running attack because after Nebraska, I was a little concerned. That's a formidable opponent, Rutgers is, and I was really happy they were able to move the ball like they were. Yeah, I mean, they did get they did give up seven tackles for loss, um, and part of that is the cock nose and the stunt where it, right. it can it, it's just going to confuse your line, and that doesn't really translate going forward because not, no one else is really going to run that. Um, at least not on an every down basis, but you're right. I, I think Walker was right at five yards or 5.1 or 4.9 yards of carry on his non 95 yard run. And, and even if he was a normal running back, that play was blocked for 25 yards. Kevin Jarvis okay. had an amazing block on that one. Give credit, oh, yeah. all the credit he, to Jarvis. He was out oh, yeah. on the second level. It was very impressive. Now Walker did the rest that, yeah. that, that elusive move yeah. he made was insane, yeah. but yeah. You, you know who actually sprung that was Hayward, who came across the formation, if you look at it, kind of like an H-back, and took the backside rusher, who would have, who could have, if he if he was clean, could have dropped Walker for a loss at like the two. And he gets, because I've watched that play like 20 times. At least. And I was like, hey. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's it's. I mean, it's one of the great runs in, in MSU history. I mean, it's 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 just fantastic. Well, it's the longest play for one, but it was just it was just beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. The handshake was gorgeous. I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, not fine. It it it, it was perfect. And and again, it, the thing is, is they they did the bend don't break again, and and the offense wasn't particularly efficient. I mean, they've gained five hundred and eighty yards and only scored thirty one points. I mean, you 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 typically expect around forty points with that score, with that yeah. with that amount of yards, 40, 42, something like that. Um, and that has to do with 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 the missed field goals, missed and, field and goal, the, clock mismanagement. You know, not going for on fourth, third, and three. Mm-hmm. They don't know if they're going to go through. They don't get a play, and they take two delayed right. games. What is happening there? Yeah, really indecision there in, 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 a, in a, for a staff that really hasn't shown that. But but that's that's the sign of, of both a good team and a, and a potentially special season. Where you don't want, you don't pay your best, play your best game, and you still win. Um, in well, yeah, you, you, your players don't play your best game, but your coaches have an off night, and that can happen. People, you know, people think that. I mean, coaches aren't robots. I mean, someone has a bad night's sleep; they're not quite, their head's not in the game. No different than when you go into work and you're not at your 100% best. It happens. So I'm not, I'm not saying that you should, you know, it's not something to keep an eye on going forward, because uh, I think it is, but. Um, you know, you don't want that to be a trend, but overcoming that and winning by 18 on the road against a, at least a, at least a, a an opponent with a pulse, put it that way, um, is is encouraging. And you know, you figure going forward, um, do you think Walker's okay? I was really concerned that he got his ankle. No, I think no that I think that was I don't think he actually hurt himself. I think that was like. The you know so used to having tape on like hobbling off because he's not used to it. I think I do think he has a. I know he has some ankle like a like maybe a slight tweak, but I think I don't think that's something to be seriously worried about. I think he came after and back into the game after that as well. He did. He finished the game, um, which I which I which I didn't love. No, and they, they obviously can't. They they haven't been able to put another running back on ice. Say say what you will about Jordan Simmons. Um, obviously they don't trust him to ice the game. Maybe, and, and you were saying, we were kind of talking off air, Elijah Collins would be really important because 
he's going to wear down Kenneth Walker with these runs. Now, I know the nutrition and everything, it's going to hold it off a little more, but it'd be really nice to keep him around a nice 20 carries a game instead of 30 carries a game and, and get him to Ohio State, get him to Penn State where he's healthy. We don't want to run him into ground kind of like Javon Ringer, who is at the end of the season running with no legs and just like on all heart. You know, he's too good for that. And, you know, maybe he doesn't wear down. Maybe he's a special back, but why take the chance? If you can get a second guy some carries, that would be really good for him long term. Because that's that's my biggest concern with him is just too much workload, too many hits. And like you said, game seven, the team's going to be wore down. You know, Rutgers is a hard hitting team. Indiana's going to hit him hard, too. Right. And, and, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of Jordan Simmons as a player. I'm sure he's a very nice person. Don't get me wrong. Um, he, he just doesn't have, he doesn't have the vision and the, and the, the balance to, to, I mean, not the balance, but the vision he, he does. He would, he, that same run that Walker scored on, he gets six yards because he'll go right up the gut to what, you know, whatever, whatever it was blocked for is what he gets. Um, and it's the same, it's just, it's just the same way it is. He doesn't make, he doesn't make the O-line better. And actually Joyner, thought, Joyner was the second thought, running back. Exactly. And I think people saw that and people will say, Oh, well, Jordan Simmons is averaging five yards a carry. Yeah. Because he had a big game against Youngstown state. Look, look at, look at what he's doing against power five, to, you know, the rest of the roster, you know, best of the team. He's at like three, three yards a carry or something. I mean, it, it's, it's not this, this rushing resurgence you know, 5.7 yards a carry is it's driven by Walker and him being able to take that sliver of day, find the slivers and, and turn them into, into big gains. Um, Simmons doesn't have that ability. Collins, Collins would be, it, it is that, that he's a good running back. He could, he could take the holes and make something of it, at least to the point where he could take 10 carries a game or something and give, you know, and give Walker, you know, a full series off two full series off a game. Which is what they need to do. Yes. No. He did. I. I mean. I. I would. I would like two series a half, if if possible, especially against the Purdue's, the Maryland's of the world, if you can. Well, you're um, only going to get. You're only going to get about twelve total series in a game. I. Do, I just I don't want to think. Of, if you can win the game without making him take that many hits, that will make him all the fresher. But I get what you're saying. You want to put the ball in his hands. It's. It's tough. I mean, he is so elusive. It's. It's so nice to have a guy where. Any play could be a touchdown, and that's just something we haven't had in literally five years. Uh, yeah, since Langford, and and so I, I think just to kind of put a cap on Rutgers. Um, well, I, I, I did want to talk about oh, some defensive yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Just yeah, real yeah. quick, I, I I wanted to say, and I, I wonder if you know, Jacob Slade has been almost unblockable the last three games, and then yes. Simeon Barrow gets this club off his hand, and he has this bull rush where he destroys <laughs> Rutgers' offensive lineman, was so shocked and just gets – I mean, those two have been playing so well. that And that is a huge credit to, you know, a redshirt freshman who really didn't get a lot of COVID time with Simeon Barrow and Slade without Hunt, who's been injured. I mean, that has been very impressive what they've done on the defensive line. Fifth nationally in sacks. Like, you and I talked about how they weren't going to get any pressure on quarterbacks. Huge credit to Burton. Huge credit to Hazleton. Something we haven't really talked about a lot, but it's been extremely impressive what the defensive line has done. And it's really exciting to see how deep we are at defensive tackle all the way through. And remember, these are D'Antonio guys. And I know other people have talked about it this week. And there are some people still hanging around for the D'Antonio, guy, D'Antonio era who are really helping out. So that's a real positive to see and good continuity. 
Oh yeah. Well, and I think I think the thing was is that D'Antonio just wasn't hitting on the same number of guys. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, so like you know, his last class you have Cal Halliday, Simeon Barrow, Jeff Petrowski. Um, I think Maverick Hansen was in that group. Um, all of, I know, I think no, I think Hansen was nineteen, but whatever it is, he, all of a sudden, oh, there's a handful of guys that are really contributing. This is great. Um, you know, maybe D'Antonio had the eye for talent. Well, you know, there's another. 20 you know, guys who are not still on the gone. roster. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so, so, so sure, you, 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 you boiled it down to where the best, the, the best players are here and they are playing when it's great. I'm yeah. not, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled by this. And, yes. and uh, I, I thought Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Mallory came in and looked explosive and looked like a plus player. Uh, I mean, granted Barrow went up against a true freshman guard on that play. And maybe took his lunch. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that was a strong, strong move. I mean, these guys are only going to get better. It's really impressive. And and credit to Jacob Panishuk, though, honestly, for stepping up. Beasley goes down. Panishuk now is, I think, second in the Big Ten with four and a half sacks. He's got seven and a half tackles for loss halfway through the year. I mean, not it's not quite Kenny Willickis numbers, but he's he's look. I mean, that that's on pace for nine a, a nine sack, fifteen tackle for a loss year. That's a strong, it's a pretty big a year, strong year. I mean, that's the, you, you can't complain about that at all. Uh, Jacob Slade is is a is a great college defensive tackle. I mean, great. I mean, I don't know if he's an NFLer yet. Um, I you know I just don't know. Um, you know, he, he didn't score on his fat man touchdown attempt. Uh, that was tough. Good. That was tough. Yeah, I no, think no, that- no, he wasn't going to do that. But, <laughs> but, 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 um, I, I, you know, I, I just think the world of of this defensive line group, and I think honestly, turning oh look at this segue, uh, turning to Indiana, the the depth that they've exhibited this year has kept them fresh, and that's one position group I don't worry about wearing down, and I think if State pulls off the win in Indiana, pulls off is probably. Too generous. If if they if they push through and, and get the W that we think they can get, um, I think it's going to be on the back of that that defensive line. Yeah, yeah, I agree because and we'll, we're going to we'll, we'll talk, get into Indiana uh, from watching them and watching a few of their games this year. I have had the the pleasure or pain, you know, call it what you will, of watching a few of their games, and they lack explosion. And the one guy who I do think has that explosive type play. Uh, it's not playing in this game, most likely, um, Michael Penix. So, I, I mean, I from watching their offense and, and starting with their offense, I assume Michael Penix is not playing. Um, grade two AC injuries don't heal in two weeks. Um, that is the one thing I can actually say with 100% confidence is that if he is throwing the ball, that is not a good thing. And he has been – I assume this has been a lingering injury that's gotten worse with his numbers. I think he has four touchdowns for seven interceptions. I mean, he is what stirred the drink. I mean, I was looking at their rushing numbers last year. They were not as strong as I thought they were. And I think a lot of it was Penix masking some maybe some deeper issues and losing Stevie Scott to the NFL. I don't see a lot of explosion here. I'll let you get into it a little more deeply, but definitely not um, what I was expecting to see in Indiana when I watched their some of their film and watched some of their games. Like I, did, I just think they last, lack the big play guy. Losing Penix obviously really hurts them. Yeah, I think um, so. So Penix is a lefty, quick release type guy. I, Indiana has really been plagued, plagued by drops, um, and the drops, lack of explosion at, um, at running back, um, 
and really, really poor offensive line play. Yes. Uh, and, and I think Penix, is, who's been injured basically every year of his career, I think it caught up with him. I think his second ACL tear, um, I don't know if he just can't plant like he used to or doesn't have the leg strength to drive the ball. But his accuracy has just gone complete. I mean, this is a guy that's like a 64% completion guy, and he's at like 55% right now. Um, granted, they've played they've, – they've also – you have to acknowledge they've played – at the, Iowa, the hardest at, schedule. At Penn State, the hardest yes. schedule. I mean, yes, Cincinnati, I mean, they and they went to Western Kentucky, like not even a breather. Right, which is, um, it, yeah. I mean, that's uh, yes, <laughs> yes is the answer to that. Um, and, and because of that, though, I, I think that their 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 offensive stats are probably deflated, and actually, probably their. Their defensive state stats probably inflated because their offense couldn't couldn't do anything. Um, so they're probably not as bad as their two and three record would indicate. That said, uh, so, you know th- th- this is this is not a situation where 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 it could, could compare them to like Nebraska, where you can see Nebraska hang with their opponents for four quarters and just make a mistake or two, and you're like, oh, that Nebraska team is pretty good. They're very close to being over the hump. I don't see Indiana as being particularly close to any of those top teams they played. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, I think they're a little better defensively than they are offensively, but yeah, I, I'm 100% <clears> with <throat> you. I, I just think that offensive line play doesn't open up holes, um, and, and I don't think Stephen Carr, who's their grand chance for running back, he gets a lot of touches. Uh, he, I don't, he just he doesn't hit the hole hard. He doesn't like he's a bigger back, and I don't actually think he has like a ton of yard after contact. At, there's just not a lot to be impressive. Now, they do have some positives. I mean, Fry Fogel is back. You guys all should remember. I mean, he's a very good player. Uh, I mean, that's the guy to be worried about, but who's throwing him the ball? And I think that all starts there. We haven't talked about Jack Tuttle. I think that I, I watched him play a little bit. I think it was last year. I watched some film of him. I know he was a four-star. He just doesn't have the best numbers, 50%, and they're going to use him. I assume they're going to do short throws. I can't see them trying to test us deep. He doesn't look like to have that. He doesn't look to have like the best deep ball accuracy. Kind of a little bit like Vedral from last week, where I didn't think they could throw the deep ball. I think it's going to be a lot of these short intermediate passes again. Yeah. So, so Indiana still run. They still have Nick Sheridan, who is the former Michigan quarterback during the Rich Rodriguez era. Wait, where? Um, what does he do? He's their offensive coordinator. Is he really? I didn't know that. That's amazing. Huh. Wait, wait, wait to scout him, buddy. Yes. <laughs> I did not know. I mean, I asked you what the defensive coordinator's name was before this, but yeah, no, I, I did. I thought that's, I thought that's because you knew. No, I mean, oh, I, thought, I, I thought Nick Sheridan was out of football. I would, I, you know, I, good for him. Uh, he kept he, it going. Yeah. yeah. He kept, he kept whatever it's going. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, it, it, it's like, it's kind of just a, not dissimilar to what MSU runs with Jay Johnson in that it's a uh, 11 personnel spread offense, um, shotgun runs. Uh, they're a little more tight end heavy, I think, because Peyton Hendershoot's a very good tight end. Um, very good, actually. And they use him as in that H-back role. role, he'll, role he'll come across a formation, um, you know, go in motion and then like, you know, leak out of the backfield. And, you know, he seems but, like their most reliable player to me. Yeah. Him and Freifogel, like that's who they need. That's who they seem to no, go to. And see, that's been the problem is that Freifogel has been dropping drops. passes. Right. It's just been drops. And and they had DJ Matthews, who I think was a transfer from Florida State or USC or something like that. 
Um, and some big school with a big, you know, big recruiting pedigree kind of on that top 100 Quivarius Crouch level. Uh, he tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Um, so that was their one kind of explosive player, kind of like how Crookshank was an explosive player for Rutgers or, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and I think that's further hamstrung their offense. Um, <clears throat> and because of that, and, and I, I think, Ronnie, we agree, Penix isn't playing. No. Right? We, we said, I know we said that up front, but no. I, I, I've been been taught, you know, I'm, I'm actually from Indiana originally, and I've talked to folks. I, I would be absolutely shocked if if Penix plays or if it's he a, plays. He it's plays a good. Than, it's a good. It's a good thing if he plays. He can't throw, and he oh, obviously he can't run. Idea. Like it's, I mean, it's, I mean you're you're putting idea. the kid's career at risk if they do that. So bad on Indiana, but yeah, the, if you see Penix run out there, he's either the most miraculous kid in the world, or Indiana has no clue what they're doing. Right. And so I think, you know, I, I think Tuttle's going to play. Um, and because of that, I, this is a, you know, I don't love the bend don't break against a new quarterback because I think it gives them too many easy dink and dunk underneath throws to give but them But it confidence. works against a non-explosive team who's going to beat themselves, right? Yeah. Like it works in this situation, just like Rutgers. It does. It does. Except Indiana doesn't necessarily beat it. Well, they beat themselves with Penix because I think he led the nation in interceptions, or not the nation, but they led the Big he Ten. Did in have seven? But as you as you talked about, a lot of it was his receivers. Like a few of his, especially against Penn State, like some bad, just bad, like ball location. Like there was an interception where I mean, there I thought they could have been in the hands. The guy completely doesn't see the ball goes right into a Penn State defender's hands. Like. Is that on and a few of his interceptions against Iowa, like off their hands into an Iowa defender's hands. So yes, it's interception, but when is it on the receiver? When is it on the quarterback? That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I, I actually, you know, I, I watched this, I watched most of the Cincinnati game since I thought that was probably a closer offense to States. Right. Um, you know, so, so I guess, I guess we're talking about Indiana's offense. It's not quite as good. Um, but it's like someone gave Indiana like an antidepressant versus last year. The whole team seems slower, less energized, um, just kind of just more lackadaisical. And I'm used to these blitz crazy Tom Allen, you know, hell bent for leather. It's a Judas Priest song uh, type team. And I just don't see it. Uh, they're not blitzing as often. There's still that that weird four two five with the, you know the the husky position, which is you know their their star linebacker um, turned um, bandit turned nickel, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'm not seeing the. I'm just not seeing the 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 penetration. Their D line isn't isn't stepping up, and so I don't know. I, they just don't. They just don't look like a team that returned seventeen starters off a of last year's squad. That's insane to me. When I, I like, I like double and triple check that. Like, if we are going to defense, like I will get to their defensive backs. I think their weakness is their defensive line. It looks like they've been kind of pushed, and they're old. I mean, that's an old defensive line. Now I know you said they're getting um, James Head, James Head back, which is that's going to help them. But I, I, it seems like that's where they've struggled the most. Um, 
I, I don't know if you agree with that, but it, it seems like they've been pushed a little bit more than I would expect. Especially, I think, how many seniors do they have? I mean, they have a good amount of seniors. They have I think it's like four three, seniors down there, right? They have two super seniors, meaning 60 years, and a, a retro senior and a true senior starting. Yeah, I mean, that's an old line I mean, that's not really like getting a ton of penetration, which is kind of surprising. And that kind of, I guess that's the story of Indiana as a whole defensively. Uh, defensive line, the defensive backs as well. They have three seniors back there and a junior from a fantastic pass defense last year. And they're just struggling. Lots of miscommunications. I don't, you know, I don't know. And I, 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 I assume you can talk more about it than I. But their defensive coordinator change really seems to have hurt them more than they expected. Yeah, they're they're playing from what I can see. They're they're playing more zone than they were instead of that kind of tight man, which allowed more blitzing flexibility. And I just don't think they're a fit for it. I don't think that's the way Allen's really coached the team. Um, and, and it's, it's just allowed there to be, you know, like in watching that Cincinnati game, I mean, Riddler was able to, to not only, you know, complete passes downfield, but he was able to get loose with his legs because, you know, Indiana defenders were farther back. They had their, their back turned, um, you know, they were kind of sinking gradually in the zone and he just could run up the gut. I mean, just well, nothing there. The weakness of Indiana is, is really both their lines, um, or, and their offensive line in particular, um, Caleb Jones, their right tackle. I mean, 6'8", 362, one of the stiffest players I've seen uh, on a starting offensive line. Um, just not cannot get around. I mean, Petrowski or Panashuk should be able to get, um, you know, they should be able to get around them. Um, Luke Haggard, their left tackle, I, just, just not very impressive. You know, they're averaging – you know, their, their best running backs averaging 3.7 yards a carry. Okay. That should, that kind of tells you the story. Um, and he's their only running back now. Yeah. He has like the majority of carries. I think like, I think Poindexter has like six carries. I think that's the other guy who carries the ball. Sometimes Davion Irvin Poindexter. I think other than that car gets every touch. And when you see him, you're going to be like, what? He's not fast. But he's slow. Like I don't even like he just doesn't he just doesn't jump off. I'm sure he's a nice kid. Doesn't jump off the screen. He's 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 not fast, so but he's slow. That's yeah. a strong, strong thing. I think that's um, so that's an Izzo saying. Izzo says that kind of stuff. He came yeah. from USC though, so it should be good, right? Theoretically. Well, yeah, I mean he's another like high four star guy, but he's just kind of a big, slow, boring, you know, person. Um I player look their, their offense I, I keep we keep bouncing back and forth their offense is actually not dink and dunk with Penix. i mean they they'll, they'll, they'll push the ball downfield they just had problems connecting um fry fogel isn't just it doesn't seem either focused or or because he's really the only the only player he's not sneaking up on people uh, he's being schemed away and and the rest of the rest of the receivers aren't really able to aren't really able to catch up um Tuttle, I, look, I have you know he he was in the bowl game. Um, he, he was okay. Um, he seems solid, I guess. I, he's supposed to be a little bit more mobile than Penix. Penix is not a runner at all. He's a pocket passer, and um, you, a little bit of you know he can he can move a little bit, but um, Tuttle is maybe a little closer to Thorne. Um, but you have a relatively inexperienced quarterback. I, I, I think against this pass rush that State has. 
I, I think you pin your ears back against them. Yes. And, uh, you be you super know. aggressive because I don't think they're going – they don't have the athletes for the big play. So you be super aggressive all day. No. And I, I think, you know, you have to track Hendershot um, and their Hendershot. And that's, that's, that's you know, Quarares Crouch can do that. He, he's my biggest concern because I just, <clears> feel like, I just feel like the tight end since Nebraska has been open all day through the middle – 10, 15 yards happened against Rutgers. That's my biggest concern because he is good and he is sure-handed. He has not had the drop problems Freifogel no. has had. No, he's their leading receiver actually. Yeah. Um, but if you but if you look like if you look at the if you look at the Cincinnati game, um, Matthews, the one that's injured, the receiver that's injured, had a had a pretty big role in that. Um, in Indiana being as as good as they are. Or, or hanging around for four quarters in that game, he's out, takes another explosive element. I mean, it's like taking Keyshawn Martin off the 2011 team. Right. He was a, you know, he was, he was a, he was a seminal, by the way, a criminal. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, so I, I think, I think the name of the game on offense, look, it's a spread, it's a spread running team without an explosive running back. Um, mind your gaps, tackle, you know, tackle well and you should be fine. So I'm a little concerned about them being tired because he is a yes. power back and, and, he, and he, he does, he look, look, he's strong and he falls forward. He's kind of like, um, you know, he reminds me of Gerald Holmes. Oh no, that's, that's an insult to Gerald. I thought Gerald was no, fast. I know. No, if Gerald was not fast, but he's kind of that big, tough fall forward guy. They just, he reminds me of Hayward at running back. That's who he reminds me of. I see no, a lot of Hayward in that. him. That's, that's that. I don't know. We're going to see this week. I just don't think he's that good, Ian. I, I've watched him three games, and I'm just like, ugh. That's the guy? You got no one else? They really have no one else, so. Put it, put, put it this way. I, I, I don't think this is uh, – if you played Ben Don't Break against this team, look, it, it, they don't get penalized either, so they're not they're really gonna not going to shoot themselves in the foot that often. Um, they aren't great on third down. Um, they're not great on – um, yeah, neither are we getting off the field. No, I know, but I'm just saying that they're, you know, th- th- this is a, what do I want to say? I keep saying, you know, I should, I should quit muttering. Let me, let me, let me wake up here a little bit. I, this is a squad. They convert about 40% of their third downs. State should be able to get off the field against them. I need to see that actually, just to make my heart settle down. Um, when you have a, team that's going to rely on stringing a lot of positive small positive plays together you have to get that one stop you know and that's what it's going to come down to can they get the one stop and uh you know i I think that i think they can obviously um as for state's offense look it's a 4-2-5 defense uh they have they have had good you know uh good Defensive back play, Tuan Mullen is an NFL kind of Josiah Scott type. Um, and he's had a rough game. He's had a rough year. Reese Taylor, their other corner, you know, to a pair of seniors or juniors, I should say. Um, guys that started last year. And they're just not making plays. Last year. They were great last year. I mean, that was. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get their defensive coordinator left. I get it. But, I mean. Yeah, it's got to be it, right? It has to be because it's the same guys. Is it a different scheme? I, you would know better than me. I I, I can't really yeah. tell. But it, so so in, instead of a four three defense where you've got a um, where you've got 
both ends with a hand in the dirt. Their their second defensive end position is this bull husky, yeah, the bull bull or the jack position that stand up. So it, it's a it's a quasi three four, and I I honestly think they're giving up four point two yards a carry. Um, I think their gap schemes are. I think they're inexperienced in their gap schemes and it's causing the linebackers to be hesitant and that's causing broken tackles and, and missed opportunities. I mean, you know, Penn state can't run the football. You played Western Kentucky that can't run the football. Iowa can run the football, but they aren't, they're far from explosive. You're giving up 4.2 yards of carry against that. Now you got to face Kenneth Walker. Ken Walker, exactly. My, my biggest concern with, I guess, with Indiana is, like you said, the freshness, but also them coming off a of bye week. Are these things that they can fix over this bye week? I mean, obviously, they're trying to save their season, make it look not so bad. They're playing a top 10 opponent. Are these things that are correctable in the bye week, this gap sound? I know that's really hard to fix in a bye week, and you kind of are who you are at this point of the season. But do you think coming off a of bye week, that's something they can kind of tighten the screws on a little bit, make it harder for Kenneth Walker to run? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not just being – I'm not being cavalier. So so their, their, their defensive coordinator is Charlton Warren, who was the Georgia's defensive backs coach. Okay, so he coached with Tucker – uh, at Georgia, and this is his first. This is his first coordinating position. Um, they're actually great on third down on defense. They're actually twenty second in the country, but it, it just it, it, it hasn't mattered. Um, you know, their their rushing defense is fifty second. They're allowing. You know, they're kind of like MSU. They've already played Western Kentucky. Uh, they're giving up only 223 yards through the air. Okay, well, they played Iowa. Penn State isn't exactly an explosive offense. Um, truth of it is, they're giving up more yards per pass attempt than MSU is. Um, that's that's so, bad, right? And so, you know, when I see when I see their their team passing efficiency defense being you know 47th, MSU's is like 52nd or so, kind of comparable. I, I'm not seeing the top 25 defense from a year ago. Um, and I, I think they're going to be the second best defense states played behind Nebraska, but I think they are, they are noticeably behind Nebraska. Um, I, I think the zone, the move to a zone, a little bit more of a zone and flexible scheme is, is not a good fit for their personnel. Um, I think it has them paying up, playing a little passive rather than their aggressive blitz at all angles. I, you know, I, one of the things I knew about Indiana when I, we played them, every single position gets a blitz. Both corners blitz, the safeties blitz, both line, you know, all the linebackers. There's a husky blitz. There's a zone blitz where the DN drops and the husky comes in and all this other stuff. I, I'm seeing kind of be a little dumbed down. I think um, maybe a little predictable. Uh, I think they only have seven sacks in five games, and that's a really big. Um, and that's an issue. They're, they're just not getting the quarterback. And you know, granted, granted. Iowa has a great offensive line and, you know, whatever, uh, Western Kentucky's, you know, it's hard to get sacks on them. State got four sacks against Western Kentucky. So, um, you know, uh, Indiana's 110th in sacks. All right. They're 122nd in, in team, in their own passing efficiency. This is a, at some point you kind of are what you are. Okay. Right. Uh, and, and on special teams, they allowed a kick return against Cincinnati. They're actually 127th 
in kick return defense. They're, um, excuse me, they're 80th in punt returns and they're, um, I'm sorry, 16th in punt returns. Okay, they have a good punt returner. But, you know, they're allowing like nearly nine yards of punt return. That's 13th in the conference. I mean, they just don't do a lot well. Right. Um, other than they seem, they seem to get off the field on third downs. It just, seems, it just seems like from what you've said and, and from what I've seen that it seems like Peyton Thorne is going to have time and Walker is going to have room to run. And that's just a disaster for any team. Peyton Thorne might be this, the smartest quarterback Michigan State has had that I can remember. Like Cousins. Cousins was Cousins was smart, but Cousins made mistakes when he was. A, I don't see Thorne make as a sophomore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Cousins made huge mistakes early, late when he was a senior. Absolutely, I'm with you. But Thorne is at the same stage in his career that Cousins was, and he does not make those mistakes. You're like, what are you doing, Thorne? With time, Thorne is deadly, and that is something you don't need Peyton Thorne to have his time. And it seems like he's going to have it in this game, and Walker's going to have room to run. That's how. How are they going to stop Michigan State? That's like my big thought process when I was I was trying not to get too green Kool Aidy, but you're just watching like where they where unless Michigan State beats itself, we absolutely can. Where I, where is the stops coming? I don't know. So so the thing is is that you know Indiana has really been known under Allen for for defensive backs getting their hands on balls. That's what they you know they'll have. Excuse me. Um, I think they had Ramon was it Ramon Taylor? I think. Uh, transferred down there or played there, he he ends up with like 18 passes defensed in his, you know, one year. I mean, like led the nation in 21 the next year for, you know, uh, for Tuan Mullen. And and right now, the, you know, their leader is is Mullen with three in five games. Um, that's really low. I, again, I keep going back to seeing them run like these cover twos and, and things like that, you know, since, since you spread them out and there were just huge running lanes, this looks like a team that is not communicating. And um, I, I think this, I think you have actually relatively good players, especially in their back seven that are playing slow because it's a new scheme. And can that get fixed in a week? Okay. Maybe um, they've got two front seven players, uh, Michael McFadden, their middle linebacker, uh, six and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and then Ryder Anderson, who's their their rush end, who actually leads the team in tackles. He's got three sacks and six and a half tackles for loss. That's it. I mean, that's that's their you know that that's it. I'm used to seeing I'm used to seeing their defensive backs with you know five and six tackles for loss each and stuff like that. And and it's it's like one one and a half one one two one. Um, they're not getting behind the line of scrimmage on defense. They they. They're struggling to get penetration. I don't see them blitzing as much. So, you know, maybe they turn up the aggression in this game um, and catch state by surprise. But based on what I've seen to date, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think Thorne should have time to throw. Um, and and Walker, quite frankly, should have, should have room to run. I, I think this is a game you can mix the run and the pass, you know, pick your poison early, and then, you know, throw your counter punch, whatever it'll be, you know, against, um, you know, against uh, Rutgers for MSU. They aired it out in the first half, and then they pounded you with with Walker late in the second late in the second quarter. Remember that drive? He started to get seven and eight yards a chunk, and oh my god, you know you, they were so worried about the pass. And then he obviously breaks the big run. Uh, you know, other games, I think especially Miami, they had Walker going early, and then they then they hit some late passes to pull away. Pick your poison, and and just you know 
Is it coming from the left or right? Is it a runs to pass, pass, run, run, pass? Um, this te- Indiana team does not do well against a running quarterback. Uh, Riddler for, for since he got loose multiple times, including for a touchdown, um, where Indiana's turning their back to the ball. I, it just, they don't look very well coached on the back end, honestly. Sorry, I just talked for a long time. No, no, no. I'm, I, I, I'm in complete agreement with everything you said. I mean, I think I think it's just a weird it's a weird to see how many guys they had back, like you said, and to see the miscommunication. And it might all be coming from that change in the scheme. And we saw with Tucker last year, we have a lot of, you know, these players on defense, you know, Henderson, everything. But I mean, that communication, you're learning a new system that can take time. And that's probably where they're at. And they are who they are. And uh, it's, a, it's a game. I, listen, it's a game we thought we're get, we should have lost at the beginning of the season. It has now moved into we should win this football game. It's going to be tough. They're going to be tired. You need that bye week. I think the bye week comes at a perfect time, but you got to get through this game. You got you got to gut it out. Yeah, um, I, I think Indiana is going to come out with their hair on fire. Yes, uh, it's it, it's their homecoming. It's this is really to save their season. Um, I mean, seriously, they 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 need this win. Um, but the best thing you can do, you got to win the first quarter. Okay, you got to go out and and score first. I don't care how, and end the first quarter up because then that then that adrenaline starts to drain away, and you just you just kind of return to your base level that you're going to be for that day. And state's base level should be better than theirs. Um, more more specifically, I think I think their corners are actually going to be some of the best they face until they until they see Penn State. Quite frankly. Um, and the, and the uh, freshman for Ohio State that's really having a nice year. Um, but the thing is, you have, th- you have three receivers that can make plays. We were talking about beforehand, Trey Mosley's on pace to be a very good player already as a, as a third option. You can work their safeties. There's That seam is going to be open, and you can get – I don't care, Naylor, Reed, they can switch off. You get either of those guys isolated on one, on, uh, on Devin Matthews or Raheem Lane, their safeties, throw it. Throw it deep. Go for yeah. it. And Mosley's um, good for one forty, one big yard, with big game, random, big game. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, oh, there it is. Like death taxes Trey Mosley at another forty yards right there, and you forgot even if it was in there. I mean, that's what's been so impressive. And we kind of talked a little off air. Like Trey Mosley would be the number one wide receiver on a lot of previous Michigan State teams, and he's your third option. I mean, there's just so many. You know, pick your poison is such a cliche word, but it, it really teams do have to pick their poison and. You can key in on Walker. You can key in on Reed, but I mean, someone's going to be open. Naylor, Walker, you know, Naylor, mostly Pickett, and that's been it's been impressive. Yeah, and I think I think that you're right. This this is not a great pass rushing team. Um, you should be, you know, provide everything continues the way it is. You should be able to to pull away. Um, you know, the the special teams aren't particularly anything to write home about. I think their punter averages, like I think their net punting is like 38 yards a punch or something. Their kicker um, seems okay. Seems like he makes stuff. Place kicker's good, but but their kickoffs are struggle. Um, they're like 127th in kick return defense, uh, which is another opportunity for State to make plays. Um, you know, they, they've got a decent punt returner in Reese Taylor. I think this is a real chance for Behringer to kind of return to form. Um yeah, I, look, I, I, I was thinking about this being potentially like a one-score gut-out contest. I'm actually going to go 34-20 state. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I like that score. It's 
it's a struggle for me because I, I do really respect Indiana's players as a whole, but this is, this is a really uh, a situation where the, the sum is not as great as the parts. And that's, that's really disappointing where I think Michigan state is the polar opposites where the sum is greater than the parts, but the parts are getting better and better. Um, agree. Yeah, agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. I do think Michigan state is going to score points. I think they're, I think they're going to clean up a lot of those communication issues. I think Tucker has been very good, very responsive. When things go wrong, he does fix it the next week. I mean, I mean, even after that personal foul penalty we had against Nebraska for celebration, they pra- practice big plays to control celebration. So, I mean, he really does have that little attention to detail that maybe Nick Saban, whoops, tough game this week, Nick, that uh, you know, you're looking for. So I, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be something of the realm of um, – I think Michigan State's going to get up there. I think it's going to be probably like a thirty-one to seventeen game, thirty-one fourteen game, and I like. I just think that I think the defense will have an easier time uh, with this offensive attack, especially with Penix not playing, than even they did against Rutgers. I think Rutgers had more explosive guys than even uh, Indiana does. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a risk that Freifogel returns to form last year and is uncomfortable, and Tuttle yeah. just airs it out, and, and Freifogel has a 200-yard sure. touchdown sure. game. Look, like, that could happen. I mean, he, he, did it, he did it. He went nuts last year, okay? He nearly beat Ohio State kind of by himself. Yes. Um, oh, I remember that. So, I mean, so, so so the kid can play. I don't know what's wrong with him, and, you know, maybe they get fixed, but when you don't have that second – when you play the kind of cover three that State's playing – the idea is that the guy's not getting behind you. So maybe they get a 20, 25 yarder, but they're not going to be able to just throw 25 yarders all the way down the field. You know, they might get one or two, but they're not getting the 65 yard big blow and they don't have the running back really to break it. I think a big run would be like 35 yards. Cause I think crouch can, can catch up for instance. Um, I would like to see, they're not going to do it, but I'd like to see a little more ball control and, and just realize that the team is, the team's tired. A, nothing, nothing against them. It, not no one's fault. It, six straight games is a lot, and it's and a lot. Had, and tough games. It's not like you had cup. You had Youngstown State, and that's the only game I could even consider a cupcake. Everyone else right. has been pedal to the metal. You had a tough game in, in you know, Miami. You've been on the road. I mean, this team's allowed to be tired. I, do I think Tucker handles it better than anybody maybe in the country with this kind of stuff with the nutrition sure. and that? Yeah, but it still doesn't mean they're not tired. They're still eighteen to twenty year old kids. So I mean, they just got to get through this game to get on ice, for lack of a better word. Like they need, and it would be really nice if you if you do have a lead like we think we can get to maybe get Walker on ice a little early to save him some hits because we know the big hits are coming. Yeah, my, I mean, my, my my concern, if there's a concern, it's that that Tuttle will look for the underneath stuff. It'll be available early, and he gets in a rhythm and builds confidence. Sure. And then you're in a dogfight. I mean, that's that's kind of what happened against Rutgers, right? He hits that third and eighteen BS, you know, broken play kind of thing because the D line couldn't quite do it two plays in a row, which you can't blame him. Um, and all of a sudden they march down for a touchdown, and you're going, "Oh my gosh!" You know, uh, especially off a missed field goal. So. You know this this defense isn't perfect. Um, they've done a good job of stiffening in the red zone. I, I'd rather not be consistently giving up 400 yards a game. I'd like to see it in the low 300s, yes. maybe. You know, so that's a little more sustainable. Um, the other thing is, you're right. You know, Penix through the seven interceptions. You know, maybe Tuttle's got a knack for taking care of the ball. I don't know. Um, you know, he's only played. You know, he's maybe taken 45, 50 snaps total over the last two years. 
um, not not enough for me to judge him on. No, he's like um, a, he's like he's like at about fifty percent completion, which isn't you know great, but not no. worse in the world. Yeah, he's pretty low, right? Yeah, he's pretty low, and so um, you know, I mean, I heard some things, you know, addition by subtraction, he'll be healthy, et cetera. Um, you know, maybe maybe he brings a little bit of a running element. Maybe they they throw some read option wrinkles in there. Um, but but there there are other two running backs. Either one got hurt and one transferred, or something like that. I mean, they're down to like true true freshmen. Yeah. Um, at, at at running back or 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 lightly used vets. Um, really not a lot of options. Not a lot of explosion. Um, so so again, this is a should win. I I do just you know winning if you win the first quarter if you're up ten nothing or you know, 10, three or something at the first quarter. I, I think state wins. Yeah. They'll I die. They'll, they'll, they'll fade. They're going to come out on fire, yeah. but they'll fade. I and mean, this is the, their fade. season yeah. is on like a one rail, like their, their mind card is about to go off the rails completely, but they're going to fight to keep it on there. But they, I mean, right. they go to two and four. I mean, they'll fade, especially with, yeah. people, like you said, losing your quarterback, things just not working. New coaching staff. That's a little tough. Yeah, and in talking, just and this will this will be the end here. Um, I think I think we've I think we've hit these all on the head. Um, just talking to their fans, there isn't a lot of buzz for this game. You know, you can tell you could tell like the Nebraska fan base was like fired up. You can kind of get a feel for how the program's feeling based on you know what uh, kind of what the buzz is. Um, there are a lot of tickets available for their for their homecoming. Um, what, what one one really quick thing to note. Uh, former Michigan Wolverine Zach Carpenter, number fifty, is their backup center, um, and he can't he can't seem to get on the field, uh, and he obviously got beat out by whoever was at U of M, um, which kind of tells you. I still can't believe it. I mean, they I think they returned like four out of their five offensive linemen, and they can't block for anything. I mean, so you know, and I think MSU's D line compares favorably to to Penn State and Iowa of the world, and certainly Cincinnati, probably better. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired. I think they're probably tired, you know, but I think this is a game where you, where you gut it out, you get the win, you, you lean on your superior skill players, you push through. This is, this, this, this is the game. I guess I'll leave it at this. This is the game you trained for all off season. It's not the Michigan game. It's not Ohio state. It's the sleepy noon start on the road. When you're beat up, you're tired and you have a bye week on the horizon. Right, and you have right. bigger game. You have bigger fish to bigger fry, for ahead. lack of a better uh, better term. And this is a game where you're not going to be able to get up for like you're going to get up for Michigan, so, like you're going to get up for Penn State. So you need to have that talent. You need to win on. You can't win on talent alone, but you need to have the superior players and get through it, like the dog days of camp when you're in day fourteen of mm-hmm. camp. Show me, show show me how you run on idle. That's that's how fast you are on idle. That's that's what I that's what I want to see. So, um, with that, any final thoughts? No final thoughts. Uh, I you know Martinez, please hold on to the ball. Would have made me very happy. Uh, yeah, in the no. Michigan game that was uh, that was tough. That was tough. Uh, so yeah, that's all okay. I have to say so, about that. So uh, official final score from you? Did we get one? Yeah, I said 31-17. I think I was very close to correct last week. So I'm the smartest man alive. Oh, there you go. Congratulations. <laughs> um, I, on that note, I'll, I'll, I'll stick, I'll stick with 3420. I like um, that. So, all right. Um, I hope you all ha- enjoyed the podcast and um, I, I think I, I'm still planning on doing this next week. Yes. Uh, post, I, think, post I, think, Indiana. I think we'll, I think because I think Michigan's such a big week for us. I, we did one time record a Michigan podcast three times. 
Uh, do you remember that? Yes. That we just kept getting lost, and it was like two hours each time. So yeah, I think we'll. I think next week we should definitely do one. Uh, we'll probably talk about Indiana, and then we'll do a whole Michigan episode uh, where I'm going to get fired up. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a plan. All right. Yeah. Well, on that sounds good. All right. Well, have uh, thank you for listening, and go green. Go white, and we love Mark Staten wherever you are. And and Jay Johnson. And Ross Ellis. And Dave Warner. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Bye-bye.